Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Fourth and Inches Show with Jana and the Sherpa. I'm Jana, and joined by the Sherpa. How are you today, Sherpa? <laughs> Great, Jana. How are you? Sorry to be oh, a little just, late, but uh, oh, you're fine. It was there was a little technical difficulty. You're here. We're here. Everything's good. Uh, but we are into week eleven. Things are are a little crazy with the injuries with just football in general, I think we're all still recovering from that that Bills and Vikings game. How are you feeling about the football landscape going into this week? Are you are your teams done? Are you still in it? How are you feeling? Um, I have four teams and they're all still alive in various stages of life support. Um, actually, one <laughs> or two are in pretty good shape, but uh, a couple are in good shape and the others are sort of. Uh, to be determined. I think they're all at least 500 or above. But uh, anyway, yeah, it's just been a really difficult season to get a handle on. You think you understand, you know, what a team is going to do, and then you know, something totally bizarre happens, and you have, you know, well, to you maybe not so unexpected, but you know, the commanders running rep shot over the Eagles. So yeah, it's yeah, it's been a really strange season. Yeah, the next thing you know, we've got Kirk Cousins wearing $2 million worth of diamonds on planes and dancing, and I just, I don't know which end is up anymore. Kadarius <laughs> Tony catching touchdown passes, but not for the Giants. Like, what world are we living in here? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. It's so sure I enjoy it, but uh, it's yeah. the only one we've got. <laughs> Things are going better for your Giants than they are for my Cowboys right now, but... We have a lot of good stuff for you tonight. <laughs> Unfortunately, we have a lot of injuries. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, but we'll be here with you until 9 p.m. Eastern time, as we are every Wednesday night. If you're listening after this act, welcome. I hope you're enjoying your commute, whatever it is we're keeping you company with in the gym. However it is, we've got you covered. We're going to take you through all the news and notes, everything you need to guide your team to victory this week, injuries, who to pick up on the waiver wire, who's going to win the games, who to start, who to sit, some daily fantasy picks we got covered across the board. If one hour isn't enough, because quite frankly, how could it be? You can find us all over social media. We're on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. We're on Twitter at the number 4THN Inches Show. That's the number 4THN Inches Show at Fantasy underscore Sherpa and JKIM16. You can also email us at the number 4THN Inches Show at gmail.com. And like I said, you can find us every Wednesday night here for an hour from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern Time or download us after the fact everywhere you find your favorite podcast. Um, so we do have the bye weeks still continuing. We still have uh, the the out of the United States games. We're not out of America, uh, but we do have the Mexico game this weekend or this Wrong Monday. Mexico. It's not really a weekend. <laughs> um, we've got four teams on a bye. The Jaguars, the Dolphins, the Fighting Geno Smiths out in Seattle, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who obviously Seattle and Tampa Bay coming back from Germany, where, it, I mean, the crowd was great there. But the crowd was good. Um, and unfortunately, I think every... Yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> Those guys are all in South America now. <laughs> but, uh, talk a lot, but not the athletes. Yeah, unfortunately, it wasn't us either. But we're still working on, on finding our riches. And uh, pretty much every tight end died this weekend. So we, we're we going to help you fix some holes in your lineup. I guess we'll just... We'll just bite the bullet, get through the injuries, and then we'll get on to the good stuff. Starting out in Arizona, uh, Zach Ertz, one of the aforementioned tight ends, this is going to be a reoccurring theme, is done for the year. He is having surgery on his knee. Uh, he tried to get a second opinion to find someone that said maybe he could play this year. That did not happen. Uh, he's he's done for the year. Hopefully he'll be back for the beginning of next season. Hard to say. Uh, they were also without quarterback Kyler Murray last week, who was dealing with a hamstring injury. He says he feels good. Not sure if he's going to play or not. Uh, depending who you ask, Colt McCoy is going to be the starter. Kyler Murray is going to be the starter. Flip the coin at this point. They're probably not going to decide until Monday. And if they do decide earlier, they're sure not going to tell us. Um, also worth noting, Marquise Brown, uh, wide receiver who we have not seen in several weeks, is reportedly has a chance to play in Monday night's game against the 49ers, according to Cliff Kingsbury. He's been dealing with a foot injury uh, and taking up space on my IR on most of my roster. So I would be happy to see him back in the lineup, as I'm sure most of you would. Um, also, beyond that, you've got a couple of injuries in the secondary, but I think the biggest biggest news is the offense is going to look a little different. Though I didn't hate the Colt McCoy Arizona Cardinals you know how I do love a backup quarterback. Uh, out in Atlanta. Yes, yes, it wasn't so bad. Um, if you've been listening all this season, you know, yeah, I, I mean, that's a whole other set of issues. We'll get there in a minute. Um, the Falcons, mostly dealing with defensive injuries. Their secondary is pretty beat up, but, I mean, they have – they have some real issues giving up points. I don't think these injuries are going to help at all. But on the offensive side of things, they're pretty healthy for the moment. Out in Baltimore, uh, Gus Edwards not practicing. Um, yesterday, he was a limited practice today with a hamstring injury. Hard to say how much or if he's going to play this week, so keep an eye on that. Pitt and Mark Andrews didn't play last week, which was unfortunate for a lot of our fantasy teams. Uh, he's dealing with a shoulder injury and a knee injury. He practiced today. He was limited. It looks like he's on track to play, but, again, this is going to go down to game time, so have a backup tight end on your roster. Deshaun Jackson still dealing with a hamstring injury. He does love primetime and a soft tissue injury. So he's not practicing today. And I'll play him primetime this week, so I'm not sure he's going to get on the field this week if you're not starting in your lineups, but for what it's worth. Out in Buffalo – I think they're still reeling from Kirk Cousins and, and the Vikings coming in this week. But Josh Allen is still dealing with that elbow injury. He is going to keep playing through it. Hopefully he starts throwing a few less interceptions. He was limited to practice today. He's going to be limited all week, but he will play come the weekend. Wide receiver Marquez Stevenson was designated a return from IR today. He's been dealing with a foot injury. They could certainly use any healthy bodies at this point. Wide receiver Jake Kumarov is not practicing with an ankle injury. Considered week to week, doesn't look like he's going to play this week. And as always, their defense is all pretty questionable. We're not really sure who's going to start and who's not. Um, right now, the biggest name out there, linebacker Tremaine Edwards, not practicing with a groin injury. Touch and go on if he's going to play this week. So the Bills' defense might look a little different. Um, out in Carolina, P.J. Walker suffered a high ankle sprain. 
he is going to be, quote, day-to-day, week-to-week, however you want to put it, but he's not going to play this week, which means Baker Mayfield is your starting quarterback from Carolina Panthers this week. Get excited, people. Um, beyond that, uh, they're only reporting defense injuries. Again, a lot of cornerbacks, a lot of safeties, uh, maybe not the recipe for success, but we're going to see how old Baker does this week. Uh, hopefully a little better than last time we saw him out there. But if you have Baker Mayfield on your roster, which, again, I'm hoping you really don't, now's your time. <laughs> out in Chicago, uh, tight end Cole Komet is not practicing. He's dealing with a thigh injury. They're calling him questionable going into the weekend. It looks like he's going to play through it, barring a setback. So if you have him, you should be okay there. Again, keep an eye on it. Running back Khalil Herbert is dealing with a hip injury. They say that it's not season-ending. He's on IR. Not sure how long he's going to be gone, but it's not looking great, at least for the next four weeks. He won't be in your lineup. Not sure how much beyond that. Uh, Other than that, they're relatively healthy, as healthy as as they can be at this point. In Cincinnati, gearing up for a a big matchup against the Steelers, which just doesn't doesn't ring the same as it does in seasons past, but... They're going to be without Jamar Chase again. Remember, he's dealing with a hip injury. He did not practice today. Um, he's he's already not going to play for at least a week and probably a few more, so don't count on him there. Also, running back Chris Evans is uh, dealing with a knee injury. He was limited, so one less person to potentially take away Joe Mixon. Touches, if he does anything like he did before the bye week, let's all put him in the lineup. In Cleveland, tight end David Joku, another tight end injury. Surprise, surprise. He's not practicing with an ankle injury. They're listing him as questionable. He looks pretty questionable, though. Um, the injury doesn't seem great. He doesn't seem like he's moving all that well, reportedly, but they were still hoping he's going to play. Right now, their their practice is a bit of a mess because Deshaun Watson is back, and you're trying to figure out how to get him back up to game speed before he's eligible to come back in two weeks, but also get Jacoby Brissett ready for the next two games. So I'm not really sure how it's going to work out there. Neither does anybody else really no. use here in Cleveland. Yeah, not not ideal, that's for sure. Out in Dallas, uh, Ezekiel Elliott is still questionable. He was limited at practice day, dealing with a knee injury. They're going to take that down to game time once again. Um, it looks like they're trying to have him play this week. They told us that last week also, so we'll see what really happens there. Also worth noting, the Cowboys signed Antonio Callaway, formerly of the Browns, uh, the wide receiver to their practice squad, and they are still heavy contenders in the Odell Beckham Jr. stakes, which reportedly within the next couple of weeks he's going to make a decision. We'll see where he ends up. Uh, Out in Denver, they are dealing with a lot of injuries at wide receiver and really ineptitude across the offense. Uh, wide receiver Kendall Hinton is not practicing with a shoulder injury. He is questionable going into the weekend. Jerry Judy also not practicing. He's dealing with an ankle injury. KJ Hamler is not practicing today, and he's going to miss the next few weeks. So he's definitely going to be out this week. Uh, he's dealing with a hamstring injury. So Russell, West, what Russell Wilson is going to have a few less targets. They are dealing with some injuries on the defensive side of things as well, um, but. They have one of the best defenses in the league and one of the worst offenses. So I think one or two defensive injuries they should be able to overcome. Whether or not they can score points, that's a whole other set of issues. Uh, on the other side of things, uh, another team that's really, really struggling across the board, but not on uh, not on offense quite as much, the Detroit Lions, uh, dealing with several injuries of their own. Wide receiver Josh Reynolds 
is not practicing. He's dealing with a back injury that looks pretty touch and go going into the weekend. Running back Jamal Williams didn't practice today. He's sick, so hopefully he'll be back on track going into the weekend. Uh, Wide receiver Jamison Williams is designated to return, but not quite yet. They're thinking that after Thanksgiving Day, so not next week, um, maybe the Jaguars in week 13 he'll be back. So he's making progress, but he's not quite there yet. Uh, Wide receiver DJ Chark, however, was designated to return from IR today. He had been on IR with an ankle injury. It looks like he's got a chance to play. We'll see how the weekend goes. But if you're you're in a deeper league and you need a flyer pick, DJ Chark might be real interesting. Uh, also, it looks like Frank Ragnow, the center, is not practicing today. He's dealing with foot and toe injuries. Going to try to play through it, but keep an eye on that. That always affects a quarterback. Um, other than that, relatively healthy in Detroit, just, you know, all of the wide receivers. Out in Green Bay, uh, they're dealing with a few of their own issues and playing on Thursday night, so not a lot of turnaround time there. Wide receiver Alan Lazard is going to play. He's been limited all week with a shoulder injury. They did not give him an injury designation today, though, so he is the healthiest of the bunch, it looks like. Wide receiver Randall Cobb has been designated to return from IR. Uh, He's been on with that ankle injury. Wide receiver Romeo Dobbs is not going to play tomorrow night. He is out with an ankle injury of his own. And we saw Christian Watson come alive as the only healthy receiver standing last week against the Cowboys. I'm not at all bitter about it, but he's been dealing with a hamstring injury. They are saying he's good to go for this week as well. So they're six to one, half dozen the other, a little healthier, a little little more injured. Um, Also dealing with a couple of offensive line injuries. So worth keeping an eye on how how much time Aaron Rodgers actually has to throw. Out in Houston, at this point, just a couple of defensive injuries. They are one of the healthiest teams in the league, and good for them. Um, biggest note is they're getting a couple of guys back from IR this week. In Indianapolis, as we talked about last week, they have a new head coach. Um, and somehow the Raiders and Josh McDaniels managed to lose to a guy who was coaching high school football two weeks ago and somebody who never called offensive plays before. And Matt Ryan, who wasn't supposed to be your starting quarterback as of our last show, is now the old starting quarterback. So just put that down in your your quarterback roulette for this week. Um, He is going to be without a couple of guys this week. One of them being uh, tight end Jelani Woods is not looking like he's on track to play this week. He did not practice today with a shoulder injury. Keep an eye on that. Also running back Deion Jackson didn't practice. Still nursing a knee injury. And linebacker Shaq Leonard had back surgery on Tuesday, so yesterday for listening live. Um, he's going to miss the rest of the season. This all stemmed from him getting the concussion three weeks ago where his face mask dented in. It was not great. So the quarterback of their defense is no longer playing, which is not ideal for Colts. The Jaguars on a bye week, no new injuries report. Out in Kansas City, running back Jarek McKinnon is officially listed as questionable. He was limited today. He's playing through what they're calling shoulder, knee, and hamstring injuries. So basically one entire side of his body doesn't work. But he's somehow still still getting more touches than Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. So riddle me that. Um, he's questionable going into the weekend. Looks like he's going to play through it. Wide receiver Marquez Valdez-Scantling is sick. He hasn't been practicing Keep an eye on that. It seems like he should be fine going into the weekend, but you never know. Wide receiver Michael Hardman wasn't practicing today either. He's dealing with an abdominal injury. 
And wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster didn't practice. He's in the concussion protocol. We saw him get uh, knocked out the other day uh, on Sunday. So it would not surprise me if he does not get cleared and out of concussion protocol before this weekend. But as of this moment, they're still saying there's a chance. The Raiders uh, lost their dignity a little bit last week, as well as another football game. And they also lost wide receiver Hunter Renfro to IR with hamstring and rib injuries. They also put tight end Darren Waller on IR uh, with his own hamstring injury. So both these guys are going to miss the next three weeks as they're going to miss Sunday. Uh, things are not getting better in, in Las Vegas. But uh, we'll get we'll get to them in a little bit when we talk about a game picks. On the other side of town, uh, the Los Angeles Chargers dealing with some bigger name injuries that we've seen both wide receivers Mike Williams and Keenan Allen not playing. They both were limited just taking drills on their own at practice. Uh, Williams still dealing with an ankle injury and Keenan Allen with his hamstring injury. Allen seems like he's a little healthier out of the two. He says he's hoping to play, but at this point, it's anyone's guess. They're also going to be without kicker Dustin Hopkins for one more week with that hamstring injury. Um, and tight end Gerald Everett is day-to-day. He did not practice today with a groin injury, so keep an eye on that as well. The Rams, unfortunately, were without Matt Stafford last week. He was he got in the concussion protocol on Wednesday. He is apparently going to be out of the concussion protocol. We'll see. Technically, he's still in it now. They think he's going to play this week. Hard to say, but it looks like he's on track. He is going to be without wide receiver Cooper Cup, who went on IR. He had surgery today for his high ankle sprain. They're hoping to get him back before the end of the season. It did not look great. Out in Minnesota, still riding high over the victory over the Bills. Um, Mostly defensive injuries right now, the biggest name being linebacker Zadarius Smith. He's dealing with a knee contusion. It was questionable going into the weekend. Obviously, they want to have him out there. Out in New England, Devontae Parker is still limited with a knee injury. Looking like he's going to try to play this week, but it's going to go down to game time. Also, um, they are not going to get wide receiver, kick returner, extraordinaire Ty Montgomery back off IR this week. Looks like it's going to be another week or two till they activate him. Out in New Orleans, uh, Andy Dalton is still your quarterback. For how long? I don't know. Uh, he He's also potentially going to be without Running back Mark Ingram, II, who didn't practice today with a knee injury. They say he's planning on playing. We'll see how it goes. Same thing with wide receiver Jarvis Landry, who is listed as questionable. He wasn't limited today at practice, which is a good sign. He's dealing with an ankle injury. In New York, Sherpa's Giants actually getting healthier, <laughs> which is saying something, I guess, at this point. But wide receiver Kenny Galladay was limited today with a hamstring injury. You're probably going to hear that for the rest of the season, but he's going to try to play through it. And Wandale Robinson was also limited with his own hamstring injury. Again, they're both going to try to play through it, but keep an eye on that. Um, Bigger note, defensive end Kayvon Thibodeau not practicing today. He's just sick, should be fine for the weekend, so don't panic just yet. And tight end Daniel Bellinger still not practicing. Remember, we saw that eye eye injury, the, the the whole thing wasn't great. He's Officially listed as questionable, wouldn't be starting him in your lineup this week. Uh, On the other side of town with the Jets, wide receiver Corey Davis didn't practice today with a knee injury. Again, keep an eye on him as the week goes on. They're dealing with a couple of offensive line injuries as well, um, but potentially getting Max Mitchell back off IR 
He was designated to return today, so maybe they're going to get a little healthier there. We'll see how it goes. <clears throat> the Eagles fresh off their first defeat of the year, putting in uh, a couple of big names on their injury report. Head in Dallas Goddard is um, officially on IR. They're saying he's not done for the year, but obviously at least for the next four weeks, he's dealing with a shoulder injury. Supposedly happened during the game. He continued playing, but not for the foreseeable future. We also put cornerback Avante Maddox on IR with a hamstring injury. And uh, wide receiver A.J. Brown was limited to practice, as was wide receiver Demonte Smith. They are – Brown's dealing with an ankle injury, Smith with a knee injury. And things are getting a little, a little thin there at receiver slash tight end. So just keep an eye on who's going to be healthy to play for them this week. Um, obviously, they, there's some offense that needs to be needs to be figured out. But out in the other side of Pennsylvania with the Steelers, uh, safety Minka Fitzpatrick not practicing, uh, probably not playing. They're officially not rolling him out for this week, which I think is ludicrous. He had his appendix out after their walkthrough at the end of last week. He was not feeling great at practice. Had the trainer look at him, they sent him to the hospital, and he has appendix out a couple of hours later. So. The fact that he's not rolled out is a little wild to me, but hey, I guess I guess maybe he's a fast healer. <laughs> but they also uh, have put kicker Chris Boswell on IR. He's dealing with a Gordon injury, so the kicking situation in Pittsburgh's probably not getting a whole lot better. Most of the defense, particularly the linebacking core, is all listed as questionable. See who plays and who doesn't is obviously not the best matchup for them this week. In San Francisco, um, they are a little healthier. This, not, not any bigger injuries, but a lot of cornerbacks and defensive ends on the injury report. The biggest news out of San Francisco this week is that Trey Lance is walking around without crutches or a medical boot. Obviously, he's not coming back this season, but hanging around, so maybe he'll absorb some things. The Seahawks, uh, on a bye, they didn't suffer any big injuries. They did wide receiver D. Eskridge is dealing with a hand injury, but should be okay after the bye week. Tampa Bay, again, not putting a ton of guys on the injury report on their bye week, which is fine, but we did see running back Leonard Fournette leave the game uh, in the second half. He's dealing with a hip injury. They think that he should be available for next week against the Browns. So just don't panic if he's on your roster just yet. In Tennessee, coming up for the Thursday night game, they officially ruled out a couple of players, including safety Amani Hooker, center Ben Jones, who's dealing with a concussion, uh, and cornerback Lonnie Johnson. They've got a couple of guys listed as questionable, but mostly just on the defensive side of things. They are going to be without kicker Randy Bullock, who's dealing with a calf injury. So I know how Sherpa worries about those kickers. you got to stay on top of them. <laughs> and then out Josh in Washington, I know, we're never getting rid of him. Josh Lambeau forever. <laughs> <laughs> the commanders you know what you're right it's awesome it's a, it's, a, it's like a movie waiting it's, to happen it's meant to be it is and on thursday night when things are always weird i think go heavy on josh leopold this week people throw him in your lineup Definitely. uh the, Definitely. the commanders are, are still going to be without carson wentz you drop like harrison butter for him right now <laughs> perfect Get right on. Or, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure people in your league will be very excited. <laughs> Carson Carson Wentz has resumed throwing uh, from that broken finger. He is 
not officially practicing with the team yet, though. Um, but in better news, defensive end Chase Young is going to officially be activated off the pup list ahead of Sunday's game against the Texans, and he is going to make a season debut. So very excited for that. They are still listing a lot of the defense as questionable, unfortunately, uh, and running backs J.D. McKissick and Jonathan Williams are both questionable. It looks like they're both going to play this week. So they have a few holes to fill, particularly at tight end and kicker. But do you think do you think anyone's left on the waiver wire for a Sherpa? Um, possibly a few people. Running back is pretty thin, especially with the bye week. Last week, Rashad White was – preemptively picked up in a lot of weeks, and that turned out to be a good call. But, of course, he's on a bye this week, so yeah. not able to help anybody in the short term. Um, short term, uh, Jarek McKinnon, if he's healthy enough to play, um, is probably at best the second running back in the rotation in Kansas City, but he does catch passes. And as Jenna mm-hmm. alluded to, quite a few of their receivers are banged up right now, and Travis Kelsey can't uh, catch everything, so maybe – he gets some scraps if uh, he's lucky enough to play. Uh, Keontae Ingram in Arizona, that whole, you know, Benjamin thing is really weird. I'm still not quite sure what happened there. But uh, I don't, you know, I don't the know. guy who was a hot waiver wire uh, pickup uh, you know, several weeks ago is now no longer with the team, uh, you know, just in the doghouse, just gone entirely. So it's probably more to yeah. that story than, uh, than we know, um, not to – dabble in conspiracy theories, but there I go. It seems to be a popular <laughs> thing these days. Uh, Latavius yeah. Murray with Denver, part of a three- or four-headed uh, committee in Denver there, so maybe not the greatest. Uh, Kyron Williams, again, probably one of three guys sharing the load in Los Angeles, and I don't particularly like the matchup this week. And then Jalen Warren, um, only one other guy to share with, but again, not, not keen on the matchup this week. I I think the game script is probably going to call for Pittsburgh to try to throw a lot this week as opposed to milking the lead with uh, the run game, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. It, it's going to be interesting. Okay, um, moving over to wide receiver. It really pains me, but uh, Kadarius Tony is on the list. Um, <laughs> he's had a nice I was wondering if, if he would make the cut. <laughs> He not only made the cut, uh, I swallowed oh. my pride and objectively uh, putting him at the top of the list. Um, oh, man. Van Jefferson, who um, I guess is going to move up the pecking order in Los Angeles now with uh, Cooper Cup on IR. Darius Slayton yep. has had a couple nice games for the Giants now. Nico Collins, although he's uh, banged up uh, for the Texans. Paris Campbell, Christian Watson, Donovan Peoples-Jones. Nick Westbrook, Akine, um, Marquez Valdez-Scampling, uh, big on the hyphenated names this week, and then uh, William yeah. Jones uh, by week, but um, maybe somebody to pick up preemptively if uh, you're looking for by week replacements uh, Thanksgiving week. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, check it... that. I'm not sure there are any teams on by next week, but I'll check that quickly. I hope um, not, but sometimes it feels like it with the, the Thanksgiving Day no, games. We get three Right. Yes, no, no teams on buy next week, so no reason. Uh, um, you don't have to pick them up preemptively for buy next week, but uh, still might be worth considering. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Quarterback. Like Quarterback's um, Marcus Mariota at the top of my list. Uh, I'm not excited to pick him up, but um, yeah, if you're down a 
Tom Brady or a Geno Smith or a Tua, um, go for it. Uh, Tyler Heineke, the only hesitation there, and the only reason he wouldn't be ahead of Marcus Mariota on my list is the small chance, however small it is, that um, Ron Rivera might uh, deem um, Carson Wentz a oh, better pull, option than pull a, uh, pull a Jeff but, Saturday and change your starting quarterback pre-game? <laughs> well, but for no reason either. I mean, Sam Ellinger <laughs> wasn't exactly lighting the world on fire, and Taylor Heineke Literally no reason. Know, <laughs> doing quite well there for the commanders. So, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I, I think common sense from a fan standpoint would suggest that uh, Taylor Heineke would still be the guy there, and if so, that's a nice matchup against Houston this weekend. But uh, we'll see. Um, Matt Ryan, Ryan Tannehill, Colt McCoy, Jameis Winston, and, uh, Again, like you said, Andy Dalton still nominally the starter. So unless something changes yeah. between now and Sunday, I'd shy away from him. And then uh, if you're looking for the stash, uh, Deshaun Watson, um, it pains me to recommend him for anything. Oh. But uh, he's out there in some leagues and you know, should he's be back there. in a couple of weeks. At yeah. tight end. Yeah. We've, uh, we had a couple. And, There's a few warm bodies yeah, left. Yeah, there are. Uh, Cole Komet has really been on fire. Five touchdown catches the last three mm-hmm. games for the Bears. Uh, he's at the top of the list. Aiden Hurst, Foster Moreau, who should get some run with Aaron Waller out now. David Njoko, if he's healthy enough to play. Uh, Trey McBride, who's going to get an opportunity in Arizona now with uh, Zach Ertz out. Isaiah mm-hmm. Likely. Yeah. Um, in Baltimore, especially if Mark Andrews um, is unable to play. And then uh, Jawan Johnson, uh, who knows what's going on with uh, New Orleans, but uh, that's more of a, oh, a couple play uh, with uh, Jameis Winston if he comes back. So, anyway, and uh, defenses, if you're looking to stream a defense this week, uh, Washington at Houston is an attractive matchup. And Cincinnati, I wouldn't recommend their defense most weeks, but. Uh, on the road against Pittsburgh in a game where the um, Cincinnati offense um, figures to give them a lead um, based on their passing game and may force a, a Pittsburgh passing game that isn't very good to begin with into overdrive. That, that could uh, be fertile ground for a defense this week. I mean, you're not, you're not terrified of Kenny Pickett to George Pickens all day? <laughs> uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not either. <laughs> Okay, now that we got that out of the way, should we go to some uh, top tens and avoids? Yeah, yeah. I I would. I think running back, we hopefully will agree on a fair amount of these. <laughs> I think so. Um, I I've got Saquon Barkley at the top of my list. I hope you do too. Uh, Austin Eckler coming in. Oh God, come on! Not Why am I higher on your team than you are? Oh my goodness. I just don't think they're going to score um, but, a lot of points, and for me, that's usually the deciding factor. Yeah, I do where think I they're going to score a lot of points. They're so run heavy. I, I should a, probably put them yeah. on the list, even if I'm only projecting them to score ten points. But I'm projecting them for a little more than okay. this week. So, so we, I have that game as a 31-28 barn burner. So we see that one a little differently. I've got to take one at the top of yes, my list, do. no doubt in my mind. <laughs> Austin Eckler at number two. He's number one in my uh, heart. Miss- my list. Number one in your heart. <laughs> I'm still convinced he's playing the team plane. There's nothing Saquon can't do right now. My <laughs> I've got Joe, 
Joe Mixon at three. I don't think he's going to score five touchdowns, but I think the matchup is going to be just fine. Christian McCaffrey at four and Dalvin Cook rounding out the top five, though I'm tempted to put him even higher than that. Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs, Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb, and Alvin Kamara rounding out my top ten. So we see at least one game differently. How's your list look? We see quite a few games. Oh, no. Uh, Stay tuned for game pitch, guys. It's going to get weird. I've got Christian McCaffrey at the top of my list, um, so not too far off from you. Joe Mixon, Dalvin Cook rounding out my top three. Derrick Henry. Alvin Kamara, Miles Sanders, Devin Singletary, uh, Zeke, if he's healthy enough to play, Tony Pollard, if he isn't, Michael Carter and Isaiah Pacheco rounding out my top ten. Uh, honorable mentions to uh, Gus Edwards, if he's able to start for Baltimore, and Kenyon Drake, if he isn't, David Montgomery in Chicago, Tony Pollard, and uh, Jarek McKinnon. Yeah, I think Tony Pollard, whether or not Zeke plays, is probably still a, a worthwhile start somewhere in your lineup. Um, he is not on my, my avoid list. It is headlined by uh, Jerick McKinnon and James Robinson. Uh, even though McKinnon looks like he's going to play and he's getting looks, I just, I'm not – the soft tissue injuries make me nervous. Daryl Henderson, I just – I don't know what this Rams offense is going to look like, and I don't – I'm not really excited about it. Damian Harris, it's just – I don't think there's enough points there. Tyler Algier, again, with Cordell Patterson back. He's still getting some looks, but not enough for me. J.D. McKissick, Chuba Hubbard, Dontrell Hilliard, Deion Jackson, if he's healthy enough to play, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I, I don't know why I can't get it going, but it's making my fantasy team sad. So I've actually got uh, Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb, and Josh Jacobs. At the top of what? my avoid list, if you don't like the matchup, uh, Austin Eckler, Damian Pierce, DeAndre Swift, Dante Foreman, uh, Chuba Hubbard, uh, Daryl Henderson, and Kyron Williams, and Dishonor will mention the Cam Akers. So basically, if you play running back for the Rams this week, you're on my avoid list. Yeah, we're not – clearly neither of us are real high on, on the Rams running back situation, and quite frankly, kind of the Rams as a whole right now. Um, but – I'm intrigued by the list. What does your wide receiver list look like? Do we have the same guy at the top of this list? Uh, Stefan Diggs, yes, no. Oh, he's two on mine. We're, we're over okay. two today. <laughs> All right. It's like a Stephon one. Stefan Diggs, top of my list. Uh, Justin Jefferson, uh, second. Yeah. Assuming he's uh, okay to play. Debo Samuel, T. Higgins, Robert Woods, uh, A.J. Brown again. He's healthy. Bobby yep. Trees is back uh, in the Chris top Olave, ten. All right. <laughs> Tyler Boyd, Darnell Mooney, and Cortland Sutton. So not uh, real heavy on the big names this week, but uh, rounding out uh, with some honorable mentions for uh, Devin Duvernay, Garrett Wilson, and uh, Cough Cough, Kadarius Tony. <laughs> oh, that's a tough week. Um, I have Justin Jefferson at the top of my list. The fact that we all know he's going to get the ball and he's Triple covered, and he's still doing what he's doing. is ridiculous. Stefan Diggs is like a 1A on my list. Um, I I maybe am just a little more pessimistic on the Cowboys than I am on the Browns defense. Uh, Devontae Adams at three. I think it might not be pretty, but they're going to right the ship a little bit out in, in Denver this week. Uh, I've got Amonra St. Brown all the way up at four. So, again, with this game differently, D.D. Lee, I'm rounding out my top five. 
T. Higgins at six, DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Brown, uh, Debo Samuel, and old scary Terry McLaurin rounding out the top ten. So I think we see some of these games a little differently point total wise. <laughs> yeah, I've got Devontae Adams at the top of my avoid list, followed by Amon Ross, St. Brown, uh, Michael Pittman, Amari Cooper, D.J. Moore, Brandon Cooks, <laughs> Donovan Peoples-Jones, Terrace Marshall, Paris Campbell, Alan Robinson uh, rounding out my 10 to avoid, and dishonorable mentions for uh, Van Jefferson, Alex Pierce, uh, Joshua Palmer, and DeAndre Carter, hopefully not having to start the last two. Hopefully not. I definitely have a team that they're both on, though, so things are not great. And it's not even the one that doesn't have a quarterback. <laughs> uh, oh, that's I Christian Watson. Yeah. I know. It's it's tough. I'm really it's a tough state of affairs. You really inherited a mess. Tommy trembled my starting tight end. Things are not great out there, but I digress. For one more week, I have a quarterback, and I'm going to ride that as long as I can. Um, I have Christian McCa- or Christian Watson at the top of my avoid list. Aaron Rodgers fell in love with him last week. Thursday night games, I, I don't like it. Everyone knows Christian Watson who's going to throw the ball to you now, and it's a different set of issues he's going to have to deal with. I don't think it's going to go well. Brandon Cooks in Houston, it, Clearly, his panties are still in a bunch and we're not getting traded. It wasn't great last week. I'm not banking on it getting much better this week. Drake London, Jarvis Landry, more so the injury, and quite frankly, I don't want Andy Dalton throwing the football to him. Darius Slayton, as much as I, I think there's a lot of points in this game, I'm thinking that maybe he's not the guy this week. Terrence Marshall, who's also on your list, Nico Collins, uh, Ben Skoranek, Dan Jefferson, and Josh Reynolds. And I got my bottom ten. Okay. Um, how about your uh, quarterbacks who's at the top of your list? Patrick Mahomes taking the number one spot this week uh, in a game I believe I still picked him to lose. But uh, a lot of offense coming out of that Chargers and uh, Chiefs game. So I've got him at number one. Josh Allen, despite the bad elbow, the costly interceptions, I think he'll be just fine. He's scoring more offense as one human, as a lot of teams are, so he's still firmly number two on my list. Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields, who I I have become a big Justin Fields believer this year. I didn't think it was going to happen, but there was redemption for him. <laughs> and Jalen Hurts rounding out the top five. Um, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Daniel Jones, Dak Prescott and Kyler Murray, as long as he gets on the field, which I think he's going to. If he doesn't, Colt McCoy can slide in at number 10. That's fine. Either one of them, 10 on my list. Yeah, I've got Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes reversed on my list, meaning that I have Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes too. Uh, But that's splitting hairs. Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, Justin Fields also on my list, Kirk Cousins, Jimmy Garoppolo, who is never on your list. Uh, Russell Wilson and Doc Wilson (laughs) with uh, Ryan Tannehill as an honorable mention. I I did respect Jimmy Garoppolo enough to put him in purgatory this week, not on the avoid list, so you're welcome. The headline of the avoid list this week is one Aaron Rodgers. I don't love the matchup, don't love that his wide receivers all hate him, he hates his, uh, and it's on Thursday night, which is never a recipe for success. Russell Wilson also very heavily on the avoid list. Jacoby Brissett, again, he says there's no way he can be successful here. He's not even getting all of the reps, and he's going to play a a really tough defense in Buffalo where it's like zero degrees. Um, Kenny Pickett, pretty self-explanatory there. Derek Carr, 
Um, his team's so bad, it's moving him to tears, which is terrible. Matthew Stafford, it looks like he's going to get out of concussion protocol, but I, I don't love it. Andy Dalton, Jameis Winston, at all. Taysom Hill down there, I don't want to start any of them. Zach Wilson going against a Bill Belichick defense, never a good thing. Um, Baker Mayfield and Davis Mills rounding out the bottom ten. Okay, I've got uh, Jacoby Brissett at the uh, top of my avoid list. Jared Goff, Baker Mayfield, Matthew Stafford, if he's healthy enough to play. Uh, Matty Ice, I'll call him that again since he won a game. Davis Mills, Derek Carr, Justin Herbert, Mac Jones, and Kenny Pickett, who if he throws a, uh, an interception that's brought back for a touchdown, should change his name to Kenny Pickett, fix it. You know, I don't hate that. You should think about trademarking marking that before it happens. Get in on the ground floor. Either that or you or I probably should get off. The problem is that if it happens that. too often, you won't be around <laughs> to live up to that name anymore. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, like like the fighting Geno Smith, there could be redemption down the line. We just don't know anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't wait 10 years. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Um, no one ever thought that. He'd be backing up old butt fumble Mark Sanchez, and now here we are. Mark Sanchez is commentating on his games. Like, what a time to be alive. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> How about tight ends? Who's at the top of your list? <laughs> um, not surprisingly, Travis Kelsey is at the top of my list. Yeah. Uh, George Kittle, yeah. second. Dawson Knox, third. Andrews, if he's healthy enough to play, Isaiah likely in the unlikely event he isn't. Uh, Cole Komet at five. T.J. Hawkinson, Hunter Henry, Greg Dulcich, Juwan Johnson, and Tyler Conklin rounding out my top ten, and uh, Austin Hooper and uh, Jack Stahl, the Dallas Goddard um, replacement, uh, um, making my honorable mention list. I gotta say, I think he's gonna be very good. I, I really do. He's got the size. He can run a route. I think it could be good in Philadelphia. All of a sudden, Dallas Goddard will lose his job the same way that Zacharis lost his. Um, I also have Travis Kelsey at the top of my list. I think everyone in the free world probably should. I have Mark Andrews at two. Uh, I think he's going to be healthy enough to play. Quite frankly, if he can get on a football field, even if he's, like, not even mobile, I think I'm probably still okay starting him. If Isaiah likely starts, he's going to drop a little lower, more like eight on my list. But for now, we're going to go with Mark Andrews at two. TJ Hawkinson at three. Pat Fryermuth, who I just think he's going to get a lot of looks because there's just not going to be a lot else for Kenny Pickett. Dalton Schultz, who seems to be healthy, and the Vikings gave up a shocking number of points at tight end, so maybe they can exploit that this week. George Kittle coming in at six on my list. Uh, Kyle Pitts, Tyler Higby, Cole Komet, and Gerald Everett. So you got a, a nice West Coast swing to the tight end list this week. Okay, I've got uh, Hunter Henry. At the top of my avoid list, Pat Fryermuth, Tyler Higby, David Njoku, Foster Moreau, Gerald Everett, Kylan Branson, uh, Tommy Tremble, sorry, Jenna, um, Moe Alleycox, and... Uh, sorry, I don't Jordan want to be starting him either, Jenna. honestly. Tommy Tremble doesn't even want me to be you. starting him on a fantasy team, I don't think. Probably trembling when you <laughs> say that. Not, it's not good. The team is an insult to dumpsters and fires. They call it a dumpster fire. <laughs> Um, I draft pick next year. Yeah, and I've got like three good defensive players. Draft to use it on a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, 
I'll have to move on from one of my six backup quarterbacks. What all? What will I possibly do? Packaging for a first round draft pick. I will give you five quarterbacks. I might play a little bit for one pick. <laughs> I mean. I need I need Carson Wentz's finger to stay broken for a while. <laughs> that is really what I need. Um, either that or maybe maybe uh, Jeff Saturday could wake up this week and let Nick Folk be the starting quarterback. That'd be okay too. I digress. Um, tight end wise, <laughs> I also have Tommy Trimble on my don't start list. Uh, despite not taking my own advice, Tyler Conklin also there. Dewan Johnson. We talked about the issues in New Orleans. Robert Tanyan. Trey McBride, who I think normally would be a better start, and I think he will be going forward. I don't love this matchup. Logan Thomas, Austin Hooper, Johnny Smith, uh, Taysom Hill kind of lumped in with the quarterback, so he's kind of half on one list and another. Uh, also, Jordan Aikens and Isaiah Likely. If Mark Andrews plays, don't play Isaiah Likely. That's really where I'm at here on that. So. Okay. And yeah. uh, last and least, how about defenses? Well, I've got, reluctantly, the Eagles at the top of my list. I don't love it, but (laughs) here we are. Um, I I think that Indianapolis doesn't pose quite as much of a threat as it looked like last week. Uh, The Bengals at two. The Saints, again, I'm not really excited about the Rams right now. The Ravens at four. Uh, The Jets and Patriots on both sides of the ball coming in at five and six for me. The Bills, 49ers. Commanders and the Rams rounding out my quasi top ten. I don't feel like really strong about a lot of these, but they'll be okay. We have a fair amount of overlap. I've got uh, Buffalo at the top of my list. Baltimore, the Giants, Saints, Eagles, Commanders, Broncos, Chiefs, Jets, and Forty Niners rounding out my top ten. There you go. Um, I have the Texans highlighting. My void list, unfortunately. Uh, the Cowboys also, not so much that I think the Vikings are that good. It's just the chaos that Minnesota brings. I just I don't want to put my fantasy hopes and dreams on that. Uh, the Bears, Vikings, uh, Steelers, Giants, Raiders, Titans, Packers, and the Broncos. And you have a fair amount of overlap here, too. I've got uh, the Browns, Chargers, Steelers. Panthers, Colts, Cowboys, Cardinals, Packers, Rams, and this honorable mention to the Patriots, Raiders, and Vikings. Well, we've made it to where clearly we are going to have some talking points here <laughs> for our game picks. <laughs> sure. I don't uh, sense a lot of overlap dive, here. <laughs> dive right in. Uh, Tennessee at Green Bay. Um, it's great that they were able to beat the Cowboys as a Giants fan. I say thank you, but um, I'm not convinced that uh, it um, solves everything. Ryan Tannehill being back, maybe a little bit of a help for Tennessee, but uh, more importantly, they've got Derrick Henry, and I think they're going to ride him to a victory here. I'll say Tennessee 27, Green Bay 24. Yeah, we're pretty much on the same line. I've got Tennessee winning 24-21, so we both think they're a field goal better. Um, history shows that the Packers, particularly Aaron Rodgers, is almost undefeated. I think he's like 10-1 and one in games where it's 32 degrees or below when it starts, which it will be on Thursday night. 
However, I don't think that the Packers have enough to beat this Titans team, even at home, in the cold, on a Thursday, when it gets weird. I think you said exactly right. Derrick Henry's going to run all over this team. There's no reason Ryan Tannehill has to throw the ball. And I think the Tennessee defense, while they haven't always looked great, personnel-wise and health-wise, they're a little better off than most, and I think they can stifle um, Alan Lazard and a couple of backup wide receivers enough to slow down that pass game, what there is of it. So I think we both agree, Tennessee by a field goal. So Chicago and the Justin Fields uh, experience traveling to Atlanta this week, and I'm guessing that we're picking this game the same way because you never pick Atlanta, and even though not, they're at home, they're better at home. I just um, believe a little bit more in Justin Fields than I do in Marcus Mariota and Clue. So I'm going to go with uh, the Bears 27, Atlanta 24, and again, this is just more a vote of confidence and in Justin Fields over Marcus Mariota than anything else. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at the beginning of the season, you gave me Marcus Mariota or Justin Fields. I'm probably going with Marcus Mariota, but Justin Fields has made me a believer. Um, I'm pretty sure he himself will run for 100 yards on this Falcons defense, which gives up like 399 yards of offense a game. Uh, So even though the Bears are not great and they trade away their best defensive players, they're going to give up points, but they can score more than they're going to give up. And that's all they have to do. So I've got them winning 33-24 in one of our higher scoring outings of the weekend. So next up is Buffalo hosting Cleveland. And, yeah, mm-hmm. Buffalo got off to a big early lead against Minnesota and managed to uh, give that away and ultimately lose the game, even with 12 people on the field. So, But I think here... Cleveland not in Minnesota's class as an opponent, and I think Buffalo is going to be um, motivated to um, uh, get back to being a top-tier team this week, and I think it happens. I say they double up on Cleveland 34-17 as uh, Josh Allen has a big day. Yeah, I think that I don't have them doubling up. I've got the Bills winning 30-20, to so winning by 10 I think Cleveland's defense will keep them in this. Uh, I think the offense is just a disaster. Just the whole thing, bringing Deshaun Watson in, and the whole thing, what little precarious situation there was is completely upended now. So Nick Chubb can try to run. It's not the best defense to run on. The pass game, I like Donovan Peoples-Jones a little bit because they're going to have to throw the ball. But I think Josh Allen, even if he throws eight interceptions, probably can still win this game by 10 points. Detroit uh, going on the road for their second uh, cold weather game in a row. They'll be uh, at the Giants this Sunday. They had um, the victory over the Bears in Chicago last week, which was impressive. Uh, Giants, lots of injuries in the secondary, but they still seem to manage to get the job done. And uh, Detroit's wide receiver core is definitely banged up. So, I'm going to, again, go with the uh, the bell cow running back here, Saquon Barkley, to lead the Giants to a 24-21 uh, victory, which will set up a very interesting Thanksgiving Day show down with your Cowboys. Yes, I am literally already anxious about it. Um, <laughs> we'll get to that next week. Um, I actually am also taking your Giants to win this game. I do love Motor City Dan Campbell. I love what's happening. They found offense for like a minute. 
it's great. One, two in a row. However, Saquon Barkley is, is coming to town or they're coming to his town. Um, and that is really the difference maker. I think that the Lions, while they're very good, at least last week, at scoring points, they give up more points than anyone in the league. <laughs> That's tough to overcome. I think the Giants are going to win this 31-28. I think it's going to be a barn burn. There's going to be a lot of scoring and not a lot of good defense. But the Giants have a little healthier of a defense. They just overall are a little little more put together. I'm going to give Saquon and, and Kayvon Thibodeau the edge here. All right, uh, Baltimore hosting Carolina. And uh, Carolina, you know, impressive win over Atlanta at home on the Thursday night game last week. But uh, they're on the road this week. Baltimore, the actually superior team to Atlanta. I'm going to go with uh, Baltimore um, 30 and Carolina 20. I've got Baltimore winning 33-20. I I think that at least one of these is going to be a pick six. Baker Mayfield is getting very good at throwing to the other team, and Baltimore secondary is more than happy to catch footballs. They they have no problem with that. Um, I think Lamar Jackson is just going to be the X factor, as he is in every game they have. He can run. He can pass. It, he's going to do enough to get them a healthy lead, and they'll hold on to that, I'm sure, in the second half. They're running a little bit more but I, I don't think it's going to be much of a doubt at any point this game. So I've got Baltimore 33-20. to And New Orleans hosting the Rams. The Rams, defending Super Bowl champions, are officially a hot mess. Uh, New Orleans yeah. at home, I think they should take this, even with uh, the Ginger and Ninja as the quarterback. I'll go with uh, New Orleans to win this uh, based on Alvin Kamara having a big game. I'll say New Orleans 27 and Rams 21. Yeah, I, I don't even have that many points. I've got New Orleans winning 23-17. Yeah, that feels a little bit generous. I'm not sure what the Rams are going to do. The defense is going to slow New Orleans down, which is great, but we're not even sure if Matt Stafford's going to play a quarterback. We don't know how healthy anyone is. We know Cooper Cup's not. With the run game, there's a real question mark. I mean, is your is your best option a guy who literally left the team for three weeks and, like, couldn't get traded? Is that the best we got going? Because it's not good. Uh, New Orleans, like you said, the ginger ninjas out there. Wide receivers are dropping like flies. Um, but Alvin, Alvin Kamara is healthy, and that, I think, is probably enough. <laughs> Somehow... Some way, probably Andy Dalton's going to get six points to the Rams and, and probably Aaron Donald. And the Saints are just going to figure out how just enough to win this game. I, I'd take Alvin Kamara all day long and probably nothing of the rest of it. Okay, uh, Jets at New England on, on Sunday, and this will be uh, the <laughs> second time the two have faced off. The Patriots won the game at the Meadowlands earlier this season. I think the Jets are going to return the favor here. They've been very up and down this season, um, yeah, but uh, I think they're going to get the better of New England. I'll say uh, Jets and Michael Carter, uh, 27, and New England, 24. And, again, this is more a bet that New England and the Jets are going to be able to slow down New England's uh, ground game a bit because if they can't, then this pick will look silly in hindsight. But uh, I'm going to mm-hmm. go with it. Hey, I would love to see that. I'm not sure it's going to happen. I've got New England winning by a touchdown 27-20. I just, 
Zach Wilson is having some growing pains, which is fine, but he's going against Bill Belichick and the 18 other defensive coordinators that are currently employed by that organization that are masquerading as other things, but seems like not a fair fight. Um, I, just, I, I, I really like what the Jets are doing, and I like the whole vibe and everything there, but I think you're going to run into a Bill Belichick defense on the road in New England, and it's not going to have a happy ending. So I've got him losing by touchdown. Nothing else with Zach versus Mac. There you go. And apparently all Patriots fans are willing to throw Mac Jones out with bathwater and let Bailey Zappi be the guy. I'm not sure how the tide turned all that fast, but I like Mac Jones as their quarterback. Might just be me, you know. Eagles looking for a bounce back at Indianapolis. Um, I, I think they get it and get it pretty easily. I think the Washington game was just the proverbial uh, bump in the road. I think we can yeah. get back on track here and uh, largely on the basis of the running game, I expect them to uh, rely heavily on Jalen Jalen Hurts and uh, Miles Sanders and combining the two into one player. But uh, uh, Jalen Hurts it's, and Miles Sanders, the 30. They're basically and Indianapolis and it's no problem. <laughs> Indianapolis should play a Saturday game in honor of the new coach at some point. Actually, I guess yeah, the why not? The Christmas Eve, they're all playing, so I guess they will have a Saturday game. Can they flex them in? Is that is that a flexible situation? Because I want that to happen. Uh, I don't think so, no. Oh, yeah. you know, we've got time. Although we can they did flex the Sunday night someone. game this week. It was originally supposed to be Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, and now Kansas City and yeah. the Chargers instead. Which, Thank you. Thank you, Nina. <laughs> Although, actually, I'm not sure how good. I don't think that game is going to be very competitive either. But the well, I think it, I think it might be. To think, so I'm, so. I'm cautious. Right. Anyway, my pick but, is uh, Philly 30, Indy 21. I'm taking Philly 30, Indy 24. This was more interesting when it was like the Frank Reich Revenge Bowl. He is no longer employed. So maybe by the time this game starts, Frank Reich will be working for the Eagles, and then we'll have that wrinkle. But I'm interested to see what this Jeff Saturday coaching extravaganza experience is going to look like, um, you know, with a real week of preparation against a, a real team. Not that the Raiders aren't like a real football team, but like, also, they're kind of not. So I'm curious to see how they look this week, but I don't think they're going to have enough to beat the Eagles. I don't think they're going to drop two in a row. Not Ryan did grow up outside Philadelphia, but I'm not sure that constitutes a revenge game. But it's kind of just sad because, like, I don't understand why over the last five years they never traded for him. Like, he could have been the Eagles quarterback and fixed some of these issues. But, no, nobody even tried. I thought that would have been a good natural fit. No one listened to me, though. Here we are. Uh, Washington at Houston. Um, I I think Washington is the easy pick here coming off their Monday night uh, win and having Chase Young back. And so I'm going to stick with the easy pick here. Uh, Washington, to my surprise, seems to be um, actually able to avoid all their off-field noise and distractions and uh, put forth a pretty functional football team. And I think that will continue this week against the Hapless uh, Eastern Texans, although Washington 24, Houston 21. I've got Washington winning 27-21. This Houston team really isn't a bad little team. Um, they just, they're just they just not as good as everyone else. But they're not 
making a ton of mistakes. They just don't have as dynamic of players. So I feel like, you know, another year or two, they might really be something. However, I think maybe a little bit wrong place, wrong time here. The commanders, like you said, flying high right now, feeling good. You're getting Chase Young back. Uh, That's a tough combination to beat. So I think it'll be a closer game, but I think Washington wins uh, 27-21. Hey, uh, Denver hosting Las Vegas. Um, A few weeks ago, I would have picked uh, Las Vegas in a heartbeat, but they're not as good on the road, and actually they haven't been very good at home this season either, which I guess is a definition. They haven't actually been good anywhere. (laughs) No. um, Denver hasn't really been very good either, but uh, I think they're the better quote-unquote team at this point. I'll say Denver 27, uh, Vegas 21, and Justin Wilson has one of his better games of the season. Yeah, I mean, uh, this game makes me sad, really, is like really what it makes me feel. But I'm going to take the Raiders to win 21-20 to go into mile high and, and steal one. I don't know if you can call it stealing. It's like someone left their car unlocked and running in the middle of an intersection. You just take it. Um, I think the Denver team just has a lot of issues. I'm not really sold on the run game yet. And despite the fact that Vegas put two guys on IR this week, I think they're still a little healthier of a team. I know that sounds silly to say, but I think that I don't want to see Derek Carr cry again or almost cry in a press conference, so I'm going to pick them to win 21-20. That might be the whole basis for my pick. All right, that's just just sad, logical. Sad, um, <laughs> uh, Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. Um, this game uh, kind of interesting that Pittsburgh was able to beat New Orleans at home last week, but uh, yeah. I think Cincinnati is uh, a couple matches up from New Orleans. Joe Burrow off of by uh, even without Jamar Chase, I think the uh, passing game is still going to get the Steelers fifth. And I'll go with Cincinnati 31 over Pittsburgh 24. Yeah, I went Cincinnati 28, Pittsburgh 21. So we're we're similarly minded there. I just I don't think the Steelers team healthy, not healthy. I don't think they can keep up. Good for them. They caught the the Bengals when uh, you know they were a little weaker without Jamar Chase. But Joe Mixon's going to just run wild on the Steelers team. So. It'll be a little more competitive than it it should be, but I think Cincinnati will feel pretty in control the whole way. Okay, next we have the game that I think is the game of the day, and that's your Cowboys traveling to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. And uh, I know the sort of the reflexive pick is going to be Minnesota based on their win over uh, Buffalo last week in a hostile environment in Dallas, uh, losing on the road and all, but... uh, I'm actually uh, going to stick with the reflexive pick here. To me, this game is a toss-up, but I'm going to go with Minnesota just because I think they're a little bit better rounded on offense right now. And, you know, Dak Prescott's certainly a better quarterback um, when he's heading on all cylinders than Kirk Cousins is. But Kirk Cousins is still um, an above-average, maybe second-tier, third-tier quarterback. So I think the combination of uh, – um, an underrated Kirk Cousins, uh, Dalvin Cook, and Justin Jefferson is going to prove to be uh, too much for the Cowboys here. I'll say Vikings 30, Cowboys 27. But, again, if there's one game that I think uh, um, everyone should uh, try to watch this weekend, this would be This is it. the one. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, I'm, I'm curious to see what happens. Obviously, the Cowboys – 
or taking a bit of a beating after losing to an atrocious Packers team. <laughs> that was just brutal. Um, and and Minnesota came in, and clearly the universe wanted them to win that game because everything that could have gone weird did. I'm still going to take the Cowboys to win this, not by a lot, 30-27. to 27. I think that the defenses won't be quite as big of a factor here. Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook are going to still put up a million points. I think that goes without saying, despite everyone knowing Justin Jefferson still puts up 150 yards. So I think that the offense is going to do its job. The defense hopefully will keep things a little more honest. But the Cowboys, Ezekiel, it's got to play. They need to be more dynamic, and they got to throw the ball to a few other wide receivers. I'm hoping Dalton Schultz has a bigger game. Statistically, it works. I'm just not totally convinced he's as healthy as they want me to believe, but I'm going to go with it. I'm taking the Cowboys by a field goal, 30-27. to 27. Okay. Um, so then the Sunday night game, thanks to the flexing, is the Chiefs traveling to Los Angeles and um, taking on the Chargers. I'll go with the Chiefs to win this pretty easily. I know you disagree, but I don't really see how the Chargers without uh, either Keenan Allen or um, uh, or oh, Mike Williams, um, Mike Williams yeah. is going to keep this mm-hmm. close. So I'm going to go with Kansas City in a bit of a route here. I'll say Kansas City 34, uh, Chargers 21. I'm actually going to go with the Chargers to win this 30-28. to 28. A close one, a weird one, yes. Um I think that the Chargers defense is going to have to play a big role in that. They got to slow down the homes a little bit. They need to get some turnovers. I think Justin Herbert's getting healthier. I think he's getting a little more comfortable with some of these other wide receivers. Maybe DeAndre Carter has a great game. I don't know. But Austin Eckler could run and catch the ball for the entirety of the game, and I'd be fine with that. But I think the Chargers are going to find a way. They just seem to show up in games like this and sneak one in, and I think that's what's going to happen. Okay. And then uh, finally, for the Monday night game, we've got um, the um, 49ers and Arizona in Mexico. Technically, Arizona the home team, but yeah, it's a neutral field. And on a neutral field, I'll go with the better team. And for me right now, that's the 49ers. Um, in spite of Jimmy Garoppolo, I'll say uh, 49ers 30, uh, Arizona 24. I have the same score. I have the 49ers winning 30 to 24. If Colt McCoy plays quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals, I might be swayed, but the 49ers are the more complete team that, I mean, Christian McCaffrey has added a whole other dynamic here. You have Debo Samuel. There's a lot of guys that can do a lot of different things and just cover up the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo is there at all. So I think what San Francisco is doing is working right now, and they might be able to do just enough to steal one here. Um, I think it's a, a close game, but 30-24, to 24, I'm right there with you. Taking Jimmy Garoppolo to win a game, stranger things yeah. happen. <laughs> I want San Francisco in Atlanta to play, and then he'll, he'll oh. be in an auto loop of some kind. Oh, it'd be awful. Oh, be terrible. I'm hoping that's not coming. Uh, <laughs> but until then, I keep my three, maybe more than three or longer streak of not picking the Falcons going. And I will give Jimmy Garoppolo a little grace this week. So good on him. A couple of daily fantasy options for you before we let you go, because we want to get you covered on all facets of fantasy football here and not have you starting Tommy Tremble at tight end. So 
if you're looking for force and value picks, that's what we're going to give you. You know who to start. You want to put Dalvin Cook in your lineup. Put Christian McCaffrey in. You want to put those guys in. This is how you can afford them. At quarterback, take a good look at Daniel Jones. Sherpa's down on his Giants. I think they're going to score a lot of points. Taylor Heineke, again, I think the, the matchup is right. Just keep riding that wave. Marcus Mariota, they're going to give up a lot of points. He's going to have to score a lot of points. They're going to be throwing. Uh, at running back, Devin Singletary. Obviously, Josh Allen needs to get a little bit more balanced in that offense. Devin Singletary can also catch passes. So double threat there. The value is the price is right. Kenyon Drake, also a good option. Gus Edwards, as long as he's healthy enough to get out there, it looks like he's going to be. And David Montgomery out in Chicago. At wide receiver, I'm going to keep the Bears train rolling here. Darnell Mooney, also a good value pick. Donovan Peoples-Jones, who gets a lot of looks. He's one of the most targeted players on that Browns offense. Dan Jefferson, the last man standing. <laughs> Someone has to catch a football. And Darius Slayton for the Giants. Uh, Cole Komet at tight end. Again, I'm very heavy on the Bears this week. I think they're going to score a lot of points. Greg Dolchitz and uh, Dalton Schultz, I think the matchup is really good, even though he's a little higher priced for value, but we'll take it. And then defensively, the Commanders, obviously, uh, Jets and the Saints, I think all are good picks. So we've got you all buttoned up for Week 11 here um, going into – One thing, though, I forgot that uh, yeah. San Francisco has already played at Atlanta this week. I mean, this season back in – Oh, and I picked, I picked San Francisco. Black, we both black picked it out. San Francisco and Atlanta actually won this in 28-14. Oh, that's right. Yeah, there's a reason I just put that totally out of my mind. <laughs> yeah. And they're still sitting atop their division. Terrible. Yeah. Um, but uh, eventually, yeah, it, it could still happen. So we we've got you covered on all facets. Um, obviously, you can find us all over social media all week long. You have questions, line of questions. You want to just try to sell me on picking the the uh, Falcons someday? Go ahead and try. It won't work. Um, but also next week uh, we have Thanksgiving coming up, which means we have three games on Thursday. So to keep you all better prepared, we're going to come with you on Tuesday night. Come a day earlier, make sure everyone gets all their, their waivers in and everyone's ready to go. We got you covered. We'll also have our turkeys of the year, what we're thankful for. Uh, maybe Ezekiel Elliott will jump out of Salvation Army bucket. I don't know. It could get wild. But we'll be on next week from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern Time on Tuesday, and then we'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming. So check us out. If you missed any episodes, find us everywhere you find your favorite podcast. You can always email us at the number 4-T-H-N-I-N-J-Show at gmail.com. And thank you so much for listening, guys. Good luck, unless, of course, you're playing us.